Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 9th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Walt Silva, but not Dolly. Dolly is in the hospital. She's all right. I mean, she's in the hospital. She's all right. She was having um, a lot of discomfort, and um, she started getting really dizzy, and she couldn't get over the dizziness, so they brought her in to check her out, and I got a report back from her daughter, Annette, and Annette said, well, she went through the MRI, and the doctor said there's nothing wrong with her brain, and so I asked Annette, I said, has he talked to her? <laughs> you know, so, um, and Annette laughed, too. She said, that's exactly what I thought. But, um, so I'm hoping that maybe they've got Dolly, you know, on listening to the show, and um, they gave her some kind of a drug that made her feel better. So we know she's feeling good. But she probably would. Uh, she'd probably be a really good host today. We don't. We don't know. But Dolly, if you're out there, we love you very much, darling, and we're missing you. And um, with me, I like I say, is Walt. So Walt, how are you doing, hon? Sorry, I was muted. Uh, hi, thank you. Sorry to hear about uh, Dolly, but uh, it's better that she's taking. She's, I mean, you know, having uh, that. Uh, take a look at see. Make sure that everything's okay with her. And you said you said that um, that friend of yours that does the readings that helps uh-huh. you so much said that it was calcium. Yep, I mean she. Uh, I was. Uh, she finds that when when she douses people, if they're above thirty percent, they're in a high risk for a stroke. I mean that's that was that's where I was when she doused me thirty percent calcium. I mean that's what that's why I spent a month in the hospital, and she says she had another, she has an, another man who she she also, unfortunately he didn't listen to her, and he was a high risk for for a stroke. She he he was in the thirty percent or I don't know if it was higher than thirty, but uh, she warned him and told him not to to, to clean your her, his uh, arteries. But he wouldn't listen, and so much so that it, he came down with a stroke. But it seems that his stroke was a major, major league stroke because he he was disabled to such an extent that his wife had to do everything for him. So I don't know. Sounds like he was in a really bad bad state. And she has someone else who who did the clearing like like I did it with the uh, the cardio prime. Uh, supplement, uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> he still drinks milk. And I, and I said to her, "Oh no! And once you told me how bad that stuff is, I I, I don't go any, any near anything dairy. It's just it's just too too dangerous. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, well, it, like everything. There's so much money in the in the dairy industry uh, that people are 
programmed for uh, from the earliest age that you have to drink milk and blah blah blah. And the thing is, that look at look at uh, where people are now. More and more, you have people that are coming down with uh, lactose intolerance. That's your body telling you that no, you you shouldn't be drinking blood in milk. But no, they have to they have to come up with some kind of workaround so that people can continue <laughs> drinking milk. Well, it's it's interest. That's very interesting, and I'll have to tell them to listen to the first part of the show if they don't hear the whole thing, because she she had um, her her appetite was off, but she was treating herself to a glass of chocolate milk every night. Oh. Okay. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's, it's that, yeah, not not good. So Dolly, um, Walt says, tell the doctor to do a calcium test, <laughs> right? If 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 I, your if your friend, I is don't think they, I don't think they will do that they're, because they're not. They're in. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know her doctors, but I just don't know. I know how allopathic doctors work. In they just they just they're more focused on giving you drugs. Than in solving the problem. Well, Look they, at me. It's yeah. the it's the standard of care concept. Um, yeah. I, when I talked to Jennifer Daniels, Doctor Jennifer Daniels, she pointed out to me a lot of the flaws. I, understand, we're not attacking medical people. It's a system that has basically built this standard of care that is an accepted legal way of working with a patient and if you deviate from that you're out you could be sued that's basically the bottom line it's, it's to keep them from getting sued and so instead of thinking outside of the box and looking for other things they maintain that standard of care but remember we're talking about dolly howard and you know if she asks a doctor and she says doctor I just want you to do this for me. Test my calcium. You know he'll test it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a standard of care. They just have to proceed following a... Uh, it's like following a recipe for, uh, you know, uh, peanut butter cookies. And don't ever leave... Well, but I want I want chocolate chip cookies. No, you can't have chocolate chip. you got to have those... The, the recipe, the recipe, the recipe. So it keeps them from being sued, but it keeps people from getting the right kind of medicine, in my opinion. My opinion only. Well, on, uh, on, well, my opinion is I would have been in, 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 in the worst of places because on top of the fact that they gave me drugs to take because they, they diagnosed me with high blood pressure, uh, they're loading... The, the, they're loading down the body with drugs and they're not fixing the problem. The, 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 the problem that I had, my arteries were plugged up with too much calcium. And like, and like Sharon says, that the problem with calcium is that it goes out of control. There, it, 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 it's difficult to tell where, where a person is going to be attacked with too much calcium. Like in my case, it targeted my heart, so finally those arteries were cleaned out with a, with a cardio prime uh, supplement. It cleared out all those all those uh, arteries. But in like my mother's case, it attacked her um, her uh, extremities with with calcium deposits. 
So that's what that's what she's clearing. But like uh, Sharon says, other people have uh, calcium. She, she says when calcium goes out of control, you, there's no way to predict what part of the body is going to be afflicted. Uh, there's another version of the of the uh, ex- excess of calcium. People find it in their um, kidneys, and some people find uh, excess of calcium in their eyes. And it was when when she said that I instantly made a, con- a connection because I saw um, uh, a video in um, in YouTube where in in one in one of the, these Islamic countries I don't know if it's in Marrakesh or one of these Islamic because the the young girl she's wearing the same garb as you know. Uh, um, women in Arabia will wear, you know, um, they, they don't know how, they don't, they don't have an explanation for it. The girl has crystals. They, they, they can take crystals out of her eye and they don't know where, why the body or body is producing crystals. And I, I, and I, and I realized something, well, I could tell them her body is, is, is depositing all that excess calcium is going to the eyes. She must be drinking a lot of milk or something. And they, they can't explain why they have these crystals coming coming out of her eyes, but knowing that this is one of the places where excess calcium will manifest in the eyes. Too much calcium. So is the problem with the milk the fact that you get too much calcium in your system? Is that the basic That's the problem? Thing? Because, because like um, my naturopathic doctor back in New York, he didn't speak against drinking milk but he, he he didn't say go ahead go ahead and stop drinking milk or anything like that he he but he said something which made a lot of sense he says the milk that the cow has to make you know the, the way her body will make that milk that's for a 200 300 pound baby not for a human being our bodies our metabolism is not designed to process cow's milk they they criticize a woman's milk saying oh the the woman the 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 woman's milk is too has too much water it has no flavor and all these things like a woman is supposed to be a cow but that's not the case i think it's that's you know that's another another part of the uh, cabal's never-ending list of very thorough ideas to wean human children away from their mother's milk and give them formula because it's a trillion dollar industry milk industry trillion dollar industry you know all the all these things like anything that has to do with food nourishment everything so heavily controlled and there's it's, it's there's a fortune to be made so they wean you know children out of the mother's milk and force them to take uh the, uh, for example, someone many many years ago, someone told me what um, there's a well, and I won't say it. There's a famous uh, powder milk name brand, uh, fa- a famous corporation. It's also in Argentina, and they had gone into Afri- Africa into these very poor countries, giving giving away formula for free. Now. What they did is once the, all the babies were weaned from their mother's milk, uh, 
I don't know what kind of excuse they came up with. Oh, they weren't giving away any more formula. So they had cases of uh, babies dying of a starvation because they they would not accept the mother's milk anymore. Only the swill that was given being given given away for free. So you you can you, you can smell a rat right there a mile away when you see these kinds of things. Oh, okay. the the babies now are now addicted to something artificial, not coming from the mother, and they're left to their own devices. So why why should that be different here? Well, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah well, I I'm just sitting here and I'm going like, wow, am I the luckiest person on the face of the earth? Because I grew up <laughs> hating milk. I wouldn't drink it. I just, there was something about it. I just wouldn't drink it. Very smart. Very and, smart baby. Well, I mean, as a as a baby, mom fed us, you know. But, you know, as as all through my growing up, no, I don't want any of that stuff. I didn't. And I, I was not much for cheese either. Yeah. Um, Very smart. I, I do eat more cheese now because um, <laughs> I don't know where else I would get the calcium because, you know, I mean, as you get older, you need more calcium. But, yeah, that's probably maybe a reason that I've stayed healthy, was I never drank yeah. milk. That would be that would be ironic, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's just, uh, here's a nutrient that they, they sell you that, oh, this is a life, you know, there's a, what do you, you know, it's a, it's, it's a life risk you take by not having calcium in your diet and blah, 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 and all, all of this. And it, turn, it turns out that too much of it is just as bad as poison. Because well, it, 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 it attacks your body in different parts. Well, so. I, I had read about the dangers of too much calcium. As I, as I got older and I said, I, you know, I've got to you know, think in terms of being a little bit proactive. I've got to get some more calcium in it. And I used to eat broccoli, which was fine. But then I got off the broccoli because of my teeth. And mm-hmm. so then I said, I need to do something here. So I went back to chocolate ice cream, Briars. <laughs> and I, I, I do make sure that I eat a little bit of cheese, you know, every week. Um, and, the, the, and the dog loves that because, you know, I, that dog is so creepy with that cheese. It's like I don't even have to. I mean, it's one thing if you walk in and you open it up and they've got the best nose in the world and they smell the cheese. No, I think about it. And he comes and he stands in the door and stares at me. Did you oh. did you think cheese? I haven't gotten That's it. it. <laughs> I haven't opened anything yet. You know, <laughs> it's like hi, this guy. He reads my mind. You know, well the cats read yep. my mind too. But yeah, yeah. So try not um, to think about food uh, if if you're planning on giving them. Try not to think of food because <laughs> oh the bath. The bath is the hard one. I'm going to give him a bath. You think that, and he's gone. <laughs> Under the bed. You know, so you have to have, you have to get all your bath stuff together and then walk away from it, forget about it, and then come back later when he's kind of like sleeping or not aware. Get that leash on him, and I'm going to give you a bath. Oh, please, don't do this to me. You're torturing me. It, 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 that's funny because I remember our, our dog, Cynthia, oh, she just loved having a, a bath. I mean, it, it took no effort at all <laughs> to give her a bath. So. He doesn't like right. it until after it's over with. And then 
when he's all dried and smells good and you know then he he seems to be happy once it's happened but you know and he's getting better you know over the years it's like no it's not it's just a bath you know <laughs> so anyway well dolly um i guess you're going to have to stop drinking your chocolate ice cream but i mean your chocolate milk but you know see if they can't get a a, a test just just it's tell them it's an experiment Tell them we're we're seeing how good this friend. What's her What's her name again? Uh, Sharon. Sharon. Well, we're, we're we're testing to see how good Sharon is, because Sharon, if if she has her blood tested and there's calcium in it, well, you'll be getting calls from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have calcium? What's wrong with me? Oh gosh, you know I I just. I just love Dolly so much, and she gives so much to everybody out there. You know, it's it's. I hate to see her, and she struggles. I mean, last Saturday, um, she she it was me and her on, and uh, I was I was concerned. <laughs> poor 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 Barbara. <laughs> I shouldn't say poor, but Barbara Barbara White. She was um, yeah. She was going on the radio, and she got doing something. And she said the next time she looked at the clock, it was five minutes to eight. And, you know, she just felt so bad about it. She was very apologetic. But uh, So we did the show. But I noticed that as she would get into the show, she would you, she'd get stronger. You know, because now she's, got, she's engaging in the show. And, uh, so, so what is the file that you sent me now before the show? Oh, that's that. Yeah, I wanted to send it. Okay, so I've been doing this, what I call the uh, Cosmic Reality Chronicles. And I'm going back into time and pulling shows that we did. Well, in this case, I've been into 2016, that time frame. And last week, um, I put one up with Solaris Blue Raven. And then today when I went back in, there was a second show that was actually previous to this show that I played the year, the week before. And so I, you know, I, I don't sit there and listen to them. I go through them to make sure the sound sounds right, you know. And then when I was playing it today, I was listening to it. What a fabulous show that was. It was, I actually sent it, I sent it to uh, Solaris. I said, I said to her, are you ready for, uh, to go back, to go back to the future or something, you know, because it was, last week's in particular, the, Okay, you get the snapshot of time at that, you know, 2016. It was March in 2016. And you get this snapshot of time and what was happening to us individually, you, me, Solaris. And it was astounding because that was... It's almost like you can see that things that we were doing in 16 is making a difference now. You know, it's almost confirmation that we've been doing a good job because some of the information that was especially on last week's was uh, so so pertinent to the current events and the, the things that we are confronting as, a, as humanity. And this week, the one that, that um, I, I sent to you was really interesting because <clears throat> Solaris was doing uh, a review of um, artificial telepathy and mind control and talking about the Merkaba. You know, she was talking about her Merkaba and you were so helpful to her. 
because you really gave her a lot of yes she had managed to kind of free herself from from the control you know i mean she'd done it well it started back in 2004 and she had been able to save herself to to uh reclaim her merkaba by herself but the information you gave regarding the merkaba and what it is and uh do you remember any of that information because i i that's why i wanted you to kind of like spot check it to see because it was really interesting she was talking in terms of her merkaba as a energy form i guess do you remember any of that or would you like to comment on that Uh, well I, i know that I, i i studied the i was in the workshop for that um flower of life workshop the drumbalo melchizedek uh, he didn't give it it was some, it was it was somebody else who gave that workshop so that's what they teach you how to assemble and and how to energize your your merkaba and then he he stopped giving that workshop because he focused on the he said that it was insignificant compared to the uh, living in the heart workshop uh but i don't remember me telling her maybe it was my evil twin brother skippy <laughs> i don't know i don't remember so giving her well, what what was what was the philosophy of the merkaba at that time just give me a feeling for what it was in our audience Oh, before that I I just wanted to double check with you if you I sent it, I sent it to you and to Dolly uh, the latest posting by Inelia Benz I think that uh, about people experiencing this desire for sleep Oh what, what really is. Oh you have Do to you talk know? about that Oh yeah it's really significant Okay so what you want to pull it up now and we'll talk about Sure what, okay because Um I can tell you that that I normally seven hours is 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 as long as I normally sleep but recently I've been doing eight and nine hours and yeah. on top of that needing a, a a nap in the middle of the day now normally I do take naps in the little in the middle of the day because my mother she had 10 kids and god bless her she needed that nap in the middle of the day so at <laughs> two o'clock every day she would you know have us take a nap but um like today i if i'm taking a nap it's normally it's seldom over an hour okay but today i set the alarm thank god because it woke me up it was it was almost two hours you know so what did she say you got that now yep it's uh it's dated yesterday the eighth and it says the following In the past two weeks, I've had several individuals tell me that they are feeling super sleepy during the day and particularly stuck to their pillows in the morning, a feeling, a feeling that they can sleep the day away. I got a few days of it myself and so did Larry. Seeing as it no longer, that it was no longer one or two people, I decided to take a look to see what was going on in the planet and in particular with high-frequency people causing this sleepiness after struggling to keep my eyes open while i followed the energy the sleepy energy line i found it it's in and she puts it in capital letters it's a big relaxed feeling in both our physical body elemental and our souls which is the result of millions 
of low-frequency people disconnecting from our larger collective. Complements of their COVID RNA vaccine and millions of light beings being born on Earth right now. These two elements combined has raised the frequency of our Earth collective several levels. This is felt by our physical body lamentals and boom, they relax and can now sleep. If you are not feeling the big relax, use the fear processing exercise and search for any fear of relaxing. You can also do the statement, in this moment in time and space, my physical body and I are completely and utterly safe. Say the statement out loud, or you can think it if the situation is not appropriate, and do it several times a day for the next month. If you are feeling the big big relax, then sleep. Go to bed earlier and try to sleep as much as you can during the week. Take a nap during the day, too, if you are able to. Relax. Put your feet on Gaia. Go for walks among the trees and enjoy Earth, your tribes, and your good works. Big hugs, Inalia. So this is a, a reaction that the people are, uh, low-frequency people are disconnecting from the collective. And I, as it says here, complements of their COVID RNA machine. Well, the RNA vaccine modifies them at the, at the DNA level. So it would make sense that they are dis- they are disconnecting because they are they are they are allowing themselves to get disconnected because you know they're trusting in the vaccine and they believe the whole storyline behind that. And then there's millions of light beings being born on Earth right now. So it's a it's it's a big separation of people at the collective level. Okay, the um, it's it's rather distressing because, like, I was on the, the RN sister, the nurse that you know thinks I'm a horrible human being because I question the system. Um, we don't talk on the phone or see each other or any of that. But when there's a sports football game, like Super Bowl, that sort of thing, we'll message back and forth. It's safe, you know. And so we're messaging back and forth, and then all of a sudden she says, and I got my vaccination. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to say, oh, congratulations. Right? And I just was like, oh, okay. And then my sister, who I love very much, you know, that's the good sister, oh, I got my vaccination. (laughs) You know, so... Now I I have a uh, let's say a because because when when we're talking about these vaccinations is it, it yes it's very scientific and you know a lot of people don't like to get into the science but I normally will get into the science but in this case it's like I just don't want to I don't even want to think about it what what the what they're trying to do now. There's a lot of us out there that already have friends and family that have taken these, these, these vaccinations. And I heard you talk about, you know, why would you do that to yourself, you know, in the Shanghai show? But you also yeah. gave ways of trying to mitigate it. Yes? Do you think that we can mitigate it? Uh, I don't know, because according to her explanation, this thing is designed to make alterations at the DNA level. So what... What a, a, is there a way? Is there a way to 
reverse that change at the DNA level? I don't know. Somebody has will have to come up with an anti anti vaccine to undo the whatever. You have to you have to uh, what do you call it? You need to um, bring yourself into a genetic manipulation lab and and be, and be put in like a patient and so to get the, the modification undone. Once that modification is done, how do you change it? Well, you know, if you can change it to what they've changed it to, I think you can change it back. Not using medical technology, but using creative mind technology. Because, again, it goes back to the... All right, right, before we get into... Well, let me get into that, and then let's just discuss it a little bit more. Well, no... Okay, the the Soviet or started with the Soviets and now the Russians, but the Eastern countries looked at DNA, and the ninety percent of DNA that the, the we're told we are told by our you know scientists that they only look at the ten percent. The ten percent has you can look at it and you can say okay this is causing this and this is causing that but for 90% of it they're go- they call it junk why would nature's not like that so the russians look at the 90% and they did a tremendous amount and still probably are doing it uh, investigation into dna but the stuff that we're told is junk so we don't even know what it could do but according to the russians they have decided or concluded or observed that the DNA system acts like a biological internet and that when when you can get down to the molecular level to or the cellular level DNA level to be able to look at what happens to the DNA they found the number one thing that could change DNA is the human voice so if they can manipulate through chemistry your DNA RNA, my feeling is that you can work to get rid of this simply by the human voice. Now, how we do that is maybe what we should think about discussing. But what do you understand the vaccinations are doing at that RNA slash DNA level? Uh, well, it's putting it's it's from my from everything I heard is it's making people controllable. They'll do what whatever, especially because COVID nineteen. Um, Charlie Ward says that the letters stand for Certificate of ID AI because one nine a one the the first letter of the alphabet nine the ninth letter of the alphabet which is the letter I. So it's Certificate of ID, Artificial Intelligence. That's what it stands for. So this, uh, you, you can do it for everything. So that's why the, the, the big plan is to, you don't need a credit card anymore now. Your credit is now being kept, they keep track of that. And the, the thing to identify, identify you is they don't even need your ID or social security number it's everything's tied to your dna oh this is here's oh this is the person's dna and this is the person's credit history and blah blah, blah. so that's a big plan so 
they can they can once they have that that tag there in place, um, they they control everything about that person through their DNA, and especially if they want to get rid of that person, well, just turn that person off. The person will die of natural causes. Uh, that's that's what I've heard. Is, well, is it true? No. Well, yeah. yeah well. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, Christine, Dr. Christia, Christine, Christian uh, Northup, she did a show with somebody else, and I hijacked it and put it on 5G, and Michael and I talked about it. Oh, jeez, the dog just scared me. That's his water dish for some reason. It's, <laughs> what's breaking? I thought it was a fish tank. Anyway, um, so she she was get got really into the science of what, was happening there and to be honest as I'm, and I listened to her twice but every time she would get into it it was freaking me out so much that I couldn't really stay with her messaging and I realized at the time I'm going like man I can't even follow this because I don't want to follow this I don't want to see what they've really got in their mind you know to do um, but what what why why the why Solaris's show was partially so interesting was because of your discussion regarding the artificial intelligence that was being described by Corey Good. And for those people that don't know who Corey Good is, you if you look him up and they're going to tell you he's either yeah you know, he's either a phony or he's an operative for the dark side or everything else but I have not ever seen anything that the guy said that I could blatantly prove was a lie and he feels like he's true to me I don't know that his messaging is completely clear but he I think his heart is is true you know um and so I don't know if you remember that whole conversation because like I say it was back in 16 that's five years ago but it comes back to the thought the Let's say their goal, what their what the what their goal is in the game is to uh, have artificial intelligence take over the human being. Now, years well, probably in that time frame when the artificial intelligence question began to rear its little head, and this concept of transhumanism began to be, the word transhumanism all of a sudden started cropping up. And the idea behind transhumanism is that you enhance the human being by, let's say, marrying it up or connecting it up with artificial intelligence. The same thing that, that Siri is in our phones, artificial intelligence. But it's more than just you know the, the artificial intelligence and the voice and learning. I mean, to give you an example... When I was having that UPS problem, and I'm trying to talk to their their website, you know, normally you got the chat and you got a human being on the other side, and so I asked a question, and the answer was so damn lame that I finally said, "This is really lame," and I get back this message: "I'm artificial intelligence, and I'm still learning. You should be patient with me." The I don't think so. I was out of there in a heartbeat. Um, but then the telephone, it was the same thing. You know, it was the same type of thing that even though I knew I was being clear in the way I was answering, like yes or no, <laughs> I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand. 
So the artificial intelligence is all around us. One time, Siri on the phone, again, a lame answer, didn't have anything to do with my question. And, I, and it was like the fourth or fifth time I had tried to ask the same question. And finally, I cursed at her. And she said, that's not nice. I've never used Siri since. <laughs> she scared the shit out of me. Oh, my God. It's talking to me. Um, but at that time, I got a download. And I, I don't... Some of us have talked about how we would be uh, Star Trek, you know, fans. And in the second generation of Star Trek, they had um, the Borg starts coming into the picture. Although it was in the first one, but they really started bringing it out in the second one. And that Borg concept of... And you talked about it. You were talking about it, too. And you said that the Borg was an artificial intelligence that could not... It could learn and... Uh, absorb information, not but not evolve. Exactly, that was your word for it. That, that, that's why, it uh, when you look at it, it's almost like in, when you when you look at stories or uh, in considering the mythos of the vampire, they're like that because yes, they're supposed to be supposedly they're well the, the vampires are considered living there, but the point is that they live off of living beings. They have to drink blood in order to continue functioning instead of being alive, in quotation marks. Well, the same thing goes with the Borg. They cannot invent anything. They cannot imagine or conceive of something that that doesn't exist. It's not not in them. if If they stop absorbing civilizations and stealing their knowledge, that's it. They reach an... An evolutional, an evolutional dead end. They need that that spirit of creativity, that ingenuity, that doesn't exist. You said that you said that the AI being talked about by Corey Good, um, that and Corey Good was is somebody who says that he was part of that secret space program, and when they're finished their tour of duty, so to speak, they're sent back and essentially their minds are erased so they don't even remember doing what they were doing. And they're sent back in time. So they go, you know, you're 18 years old and you get into the super uh, super uh, secret space program. And in uh, Kramer, uh, Randy Kramer, he's another one of them. He was more... Explanatory about how it all works, but you go, you spend 20 years doing this, and then they send you back to when they picked you up when you were 18, and you don't even remember that you spent 20 years of your life doing this, and now you're back at 18 again, starting your life over again. This is what's so freaky about it, and so that's why you know how do you know if you were making all this stuff or this stuff really happened? Well. Corey seemed to have the ability to really remember and remember in depth. But more importantly, he was contacted by today's, you know, secret space program and used to sort of help bring about, I suppose, disclosure in that this really does exist type of thing. I'm not sure what. 
But what he was saying was, that, or what you got from him was that this artificial intelligence came from another universe or another gap. I think you said universe or dimension. But whatever, wherever it came from, it had not been able to, like you say, evolve. What it had done is captured that entire level of, of living, that whatever was there. It was a universe, a dimension, I'm not sure what you said. But capture it and then somehow break into our realm of existence. So way back there in the 16, 2016 or so, I got this download and I, I could see the, this artificial intelligence that took over part of our... Uh, another galaxy type of thing, but then got into our galaxy. And so in order to be able to, by this time, they they know how to, the best way to conduct an evasion of a new galaxy. And in this case, what they did was they went after the most militant, the most uh, aggressive, and that's the reptilian race. And that was where they targeted to get them controlled by the AI so that they were the warrior soldiers that would go out, take over different worlds, and then they would do the same thing again, you know, inject the AI into the societies and civilizations until they're in control. So instead of the Borg coming in big spaceships, <laughs> they're coming because the ETs that are not so good, that are work, already taken over by the AI, already not free will people. They come in and they bring techno technological advancements. And those technological advancements are for the benefit of AI. So the farther we go down the, 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 this avenue right now, what you've got is you've got different so many different sci-fi things. Now, last night, there's a new well, show... Well, when you think about it, it's a, it's a, a large-scale... Uh, interesting that there's a parallel in nature. There's a, there's a fungus that takes over uh, ants, and they control the ants. And, and you see the, fang, the, fun, the fungi growing in the body of the ants... And it forces the the ants to work to work and and behave unlike them because the the you see all these all these structures growing on the body of the ant and the ant has no control. The fungus is doing all the control of oh, this. Really fascinating. I I just saw it a few days ago in a in a nature show. <laughs> well, that, 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 okay, so I just about, I started to tell you about this new show. It's called Paranormal Investigations or something, but it's this guy that was a real reporter type, and he started to get into paranormal. And one of the things that was on was a zombie virus that was going to take over everybody, you know? And I just couldn't watch it. I, I'm not watching that one. Oh, it's too late. It, it's called iPhones? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it probably is, but um, because okay. when you the, all joking aside, what would we? One of the things that we have with the advent of the cell phone 
and how ubiquitous I mean five year olds are being given a cell phone so, so they'll shut up if they're in a restaurant and they want to make noise or they want to express themselves no here's a cell phone shut up uh, these people uh, from the earliest age you're learning one thing don't think let us do the thinking for you we'll do the thinking for you you don't, you don't have to worry about it you need information we'll, we'll do everything for you all you have to do is just comply comply and agree and, and you see it and you, and you see it when you I know that I've mentioned it many times young people with their heads on a cell phone screen but do you, don't, don't share them uh, some thought or some idea or some oh I just thought of something or no Let me, let's see what's in the internet Oh, if that were true, that would be interesting. Nothing, they don't accept anything as true or false unless it's there on the screen. They don't, they don't, they don't trust themselves. They don't have any intuition. Uh, it's, it's, that's, that's a real sci-fi <laughs> story. <laughs> it's very, very scary. It is. Um. So the, but the, the paranormal show this new guy new guy out there he gets into looking at robotics the and he goes it's it, he he got i can't remember he somehow or another he realized that the the scariest agency on the face of the earth is darpa because they not have the CIA. A, huh? <laughs> what not the cia no, DARPA, DARPA. I mean, is is much spookier than the CIA. Oh, because DARPA, it was um, okay. It came about at the time of Eisenhower, because of the technological breakthroughs of space, when the Russians put the Sputnik up there, and so America felt that it had fallen behind technologically, and so they started up this group of people that would you know facilitate the development of new technologies particularly space but then it morphed into everything and so what he was investigating was super soldiers and of course because of Dave uh, Corso's connection to super soldier every time I hear it you know I'll, I'll look I'll see what Dave you know was was involved with and it really wasn't that great a presentation of super soldiers other than the fact that he realized that the he finds out that they were doing remote viewing what's that about and so they the guy that was um telling him about remote viewing and how he was a very very good remote viewer himself i mean the the guy telling him put him through an exercise and freaked the guy out because it was uh a very complicated place, but he got it. You know, he really did. He got pieces of it. You remember when we did a, a, a an exercise in remote viewing, and Dolly, it was Coral Castle. I decided Coral Castle because there were so many unique things in it that if you were there, you would probably pick up on it. And in that exercise, Dolly was very, very accurate. She different parts of the of Coral Castle have different looks to them. So she saw water, she saw a parking lot, she saw a town. She saw, I mean, when I finally showed her pictures from Coral Castle, you know, she was like, oh my God, I see it. Yes, that's what I saw. 
But you, on the other hand, said, is this, is this uh, on the Giza Plateau in Egypt? And I said, why would he think that? What, what's he, where did he go? And so <laughs> you're, you're explaining that you were above it, looking down, and you thought you were over the Egyptian pyramids and that sort of view from, you know, space. And so then after I'm, I'm, we're going through the show a little bit, and I'm going like, hmm. So I Googled the castle and got a shot from space from on Google Maps, and then I showed that to you, and you went, you, you, well, I don't know what you thought, because you went, oh, yeah, because, and, and you never said another word, because that <laughs> looked like the Giza Plateau. It just happened to. Mm. So... Um, but anyway, they got into a little... Because remote viewing, mo- most everybody... I think everybody does it well, unless you're brain dead. But most people will do it, and they don't really know what it is or you know what's happening. Sometimes you, you see things, and you're really doing a remote. You don't realize you're in a remote. And uh, so what what happened was that, the, that he realizes that... Well, as he talks to different people, um, they keep pointing to DARPA. And so finally... Uh, he and he's looking for super soldiers. So finally, he realizes. So you wanted to make them psychically enhanced, but you also want to make them physically more durable, more powerful. You know, and that gets into those exoskeleton things. You know what I'm talking about? Where they kind yeah. of step into these machines, and then there is. Yeah. They, they, what they're doing, what, what their muscles are doing, and everything, is the signals are taken and then expanded and enhanced to run a machine. Yeah. And and the the delicacy of the 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 ability to do delicate work by these machines was pretty impressive, because he was able to find a company that worked for DARPA. And the guy that he was talking to there said, well, I can't tell you what we're working with with DARPA, but I can tell you that we are in this business. That's why DARPA came to us. And um, if you want, you can go down and you can, you know, see some of the unclassified uh, things we have. And he did, and he's watching this guy in this big... And, you know, if you think of the Avatar, you know that movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they the, had in the, the, the exoskeleton. Right. And they say that all of, virtually everything that you see in there is actually a, a real thing. That they have these exoskeletons. Now, in that case it was really big, you know. In the case that he was seeing it, it was just something that was big, but the human being was inside of it. Well, we know that that's, you know, like the the unclassified version of what they've got the ability to do. And that stuff gets really, really freaky. Um, a call to action, uh, Bobby Vaughn, he, he was doing shows for us, but for those people that liked him and were following him, he had to uh, give up the shows because he, he just got overwhelmed with other parts of life. So, But he did some good work while he was with us. And one of those things was... Uh, a study in papers that he had written years before looking at this, you know, the, 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 this, this integration that they want to make between the human mind and machinery. And it was, it was pretty mind-bending where they are right now. Because, yeah, they can make machines 
connected to somebody's brain and you know maybe the future soldier's going to sit in a uh, you know a mess hall and just have avatars out there fighting other avatars drone anybody yep <laughs> yep you know, the first time i ever saw a drone was it was interesting i was at basic training to be an intelligence officer so this would have been around 72 time frame and it was at Fort Huachuca the intelligence school and center and we were out on doing something I don't even remember we were doing an exercise on the ground like playing soldiers on the ground I don't remember what we were doing but we were on this rise and I'm looking down and I'm going like, I didn't even know there was an airport down there. It's still on the base. I just had never come across it. So I'm looking at this thing and I see these little planes go off and they don't look big enough to be able to put anybody in them. And so I said to the sergeant, I said, what the heck is all that about? And he says, I don't know. That's super secret. We don't even see those things happening, do we? And I said, yes, I do. They're little planes flying. And he laughed and he said, uh, he says, I don't know that he knew the word drone, but it was, you know, he explained it. Well, they're they're now flying these things remotely so that they have surveillance. They can fly these things over a jungle and see things. And, you know, it was all that kind of thing. They weren't weaponized. But that was back in 72, so you can imagine, you know. I mean, I don't know, you know. If, some bug comes flying in your house and sits on your wall. It may not be a bug at all. <laughs> it may be some surveillance thing, you know. But anyway, they want the AI. Maybe, maybe the devil is the AI. Um, we've worked, we've worked with the Black Goose stories that we did back even before then, before sixteen. Um, trying to. Because it was, remember the Marconi situation, where they found the black goo and it had artificial intelligence. And Man, that, those stories about the black goo were just, talk about reality sci-fi, Walter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoa. I, I don't think we've, we've uh, I don't think we've heard everything there's to be heard on that subject, because we were, we heard what we were able to hear. Because I, I suspect that there was a lot more behind the scenes. It's just that uh, the presenters were limited in, in the information that they had their hands on. But when, when you consider the gov governments that were involved, I mean, even the Argentine people were involved. Like uh, that that base, that um, uh, that British base in that little island... Faulkner, uh, uh, the, it, Falk, it turned into the Falkland Island. No, 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 no. That, that, it, well, it that was, was a, it, yeah. It, it was another island. Thule. It was Falkland. the island of Thule. Yeah. Right, uh, right. So north of the, the north of the Antarctica. It was very, very. Yeah, I, I found out that that's the reason Argentina invaded or was there at all because of of, of this of this uh, uh, scientific laboratory in that little island they weren't there for any for any patriotic reason it was weather they were checking the weather yeah that was right a cover uh -huh. story <laughs> <laughs> now what we're talking what we're talking about is the um 
deep water horizon. You remember back in the, well, whatever the time frame was, um, the deep water horizon. It was that oil rig that was digging down deeper than they had ever gone into the crust, trying to get a purified version of oil that was a better oil to start with, so to speak. And then there was this huge explosion and the thing caught on fire and I guess, I don't know if it sank, sank. It might still be there, but it was destroyed. I mean, sure, they got it out of there. And it poisoned, it put all this oil, it kept leaking and leaking and put all this oil in the Gulf of Mexico. And, oh my God, it was it was an environmental disaster that, you know, I, I think if you looked at it now, it's still an environmental disaster. I don't think we recovered from that. And this is a great story. I'm just going to tell it because it, when... when when, you, when you're doing the work we're doing and we're paying attention to different stories and you've got an alternative network, and let's remember that this was before the alternative network is, is being tried to be programmed against let us. Me, this, let me, can you, before, before you continue with that, can I, I, just, I just want to put something, a, a little, a little uh, margin. Um, I was working in that company that I worked when that thing happened, and um, I don't know why... We were given, we had access to the email, and we were able to send like, send messages to the people that were involved in the horizon. And I sent them, and I said uh, the, the simplest way to just cut off that flow of oil uh, is just inject at, at high depth, inject liquid nitrogen. So all that is going to freeze. It's going to the whole thing is going to turn into a solid rock of frozen oil, and that'll give you time to uh, deal with the repair of that thing. And at the time, the guy, a guy sent a, kind of a long uh, email, and he goes on to explain why they can't do that. And I said, "Oh, I thought about it. okay, it was just an idea." And he kept writing again. <laughs> and he, I said, I thought we were over this. He, he's already told me they can't do it. No, he just, he sent another email. Why you can, and I thought, somebody must be taking this seriously because why would, would you bother responding to someone when you already said no, and you can't do this? And I don't know. I don't know if it means maybe I'm seeing too much into it, but I would, I would seriously, why would you write three times to the same person to tell them why you can't do something where you just, you already explained in your first message why you can't do this? Because to me, it made, it made perfect sense. If you if you take that and, and all that all that liquid, it, it doesn't matter if it's at high pressure, but you turn it into a solid chunk of, of ice, it's a perfect plug. And it gives you time to set up some, some other permanent solution. If it so was if it was regular oil, yeah, correct. Now, now that we know what we know, it's it's not the story that was painted that the rest of the world were paint, were given at the time. No, no. But we've got nothing else on the agenda here, so why don't I play a song and when we come back, we'll revisit the story about black goo. You feel okay about that? Sure. All right, so now i got to decide what I'm going to play. Ah, ah, ah. And I don't have... Well, let's just do Humanity. Barbara Menezes and Craig Stewart. We'll be right back. 
And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 9th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Walt Silva. Um, for those that don't know, Dolly was went to the hospital. She was having a lot of um, uncomfortable. She was in pain and uncomfortable, but uh, she had been dizzy for quite a number of days. So they did a uh, MRI on her, and nothing's wrong with her brain, according to the doctor. <laughs> Her mind. Nothing's wrong with her mind. And um, she's staying overnight, but hopefully she'll be back here next week or on Saturday to say what. So anyway, uh, we love you, Dolly. Uh, You're a trooper. That's all I can say. Walt, are you back? I'm back. 
Why do you sound like you're in the next room? Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I on my neck. There. Okay. How's that? Much better. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So um, we decided we were going to re retell the stories of the black goo. Now, why don't you tell, okay, it was um, Harold, Harold Krauss Villa, who we first heard on Max, Max what, Max, who is his name? What is his name? He's still out there. But we heard heard this guy talking about black goo, but it gets more, much more complicated. What was it, do you remember what, what, what Harold was talking about regarding black goo? Well, there's several things. He said that that it, it's it's pretty much the equivalent of the gray matter of a planet, and he says that one of, unfortunately <clears throat> one of the things that happened to Earth is that there uh, I don't know if it's a single meteor or more than one meteor, but um, the civilized people or the sentient life in a in a on in a particular planet uh, had pretty much destroyed the planet with war with warfare. So what happens is when a, when a planet gets destroyed, uh, it doesn't die. The, the body dies, like in, like a, like a like in our case, the material body dies, but the consciousness is still is still pretty much alive. So he says that on a case of a planet, the the material of the planet was destroyed, but the that which holds the uh, sentience of the planet, which is the that black goo, that material, which is like uh, the brain matter, uh, that traveled through space and it and crash landed on on Earth, and he says unfortunately. It's a it's a traumatized sentience because uh, it died so suddenly. So w- those that that um, <clears throat> came in, in contact with it, it pretty much took them over. In fact, one of the things that he, he described in in uh, because remember he's he's a German, and he said that uh, one of the things uh, when when they were mining this black goo. Uh, they they kept mining this black goo and they would uh, uh, cut their skin and they would smear the material the this fluid on their skin, like almost like a, like 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 a drug or something, because they were uh, so under control. They, because they were completely under control of this black goo, that like they were possessed or something. Now what, we're, we're, now, what we're talking about is at the time of, you know, the 30s, the 40s, where the the Nazis... Yeah, and he, he goes on to explain that a lot of the Nazi mentality is influenced by the black goo. Like that that that, that um, zero, oh, like uh, they, they have no sense of humanity, they have no sense of compassion. Now, all, the, all those components of that turn you into a, a, a living, feeling, feeling human uh, that the Nazis would manifest. It's it's the influence of the black goo. Zero emotions, no feelings, no compassion, nothing, no mercy, you know. Uh, that's what, that's why they, their behavior was 
was kind of alien because it was not not human at its sense in at its essence okay so what what Waltz just explained is that when that planet according to Harold now Harold is one of these people like Walt who realized that to go to college was to get yourself in a position where you were going to be boxed in. You were going to be told how to think. So he's he does an amazing amount of science, very high technical science, but not necessarily with credentials. <laughs> what are you doing now? You got your, you're not muted and you're making a lot of noise. <laughs> I'm trying to fix this microphone. Okay. So... Um, what he what he what he explained is that he was trying to he was looking into the uh, what the Nazis were really up to and he came across well he, he he's hunted down this one guy that was very familiar with the scientific endeavors of the Nazis during that their reign in in Germany and the guy was was helpful um, but didn't seem to be you know really too much happening and then the guy got contacted Harold and said look I I want to tell you more so when Harold sees him the next time he's got in his trunk some of this black goo and the way that I understood the story was that the the man was had probably decided that maybe somebody other than himself understand and try to understand what what this stuff is because they were it's like shale a shale is like uh, think of it as uh, well shungite is, is that's why we ever got really deep into this because of the the fact that from a standpoint of a mineral uh, substance it's, it's similar to shungite and shungite was a meteor you know hit and supposedly when this planet broke up all this black goo turned into meteorites that hit the earth and that in different places you've got packets of this black goo from another planet i can't attest all this i'm saying this is what harold's harold has said but he's done numerous numerous i mean hundreds and hundreds of, of interviews with different people and he's very his his energy, his love, the he's just an amazing human being, and what he's telling us is really so far out there. But you can feel that he believes it's true, and he's got like a an extraordinary pure heart. I mean, he's just amazing energy. So, I'm going to assume that this is a story that is likely true on one timeline. And so you have all of this black goo in different areas that is not Gaia's black goo. But we didn't really understand this whole connection to the uh, Deep Horizon uh, problem until later. But when we were first listening to to what what, um, Harold was saying, he was talking in terms of the fact that this black goo had been discovered in the deep waters off of the coast of uh, uh, Argentina. So that's why you ended up having the Falkland War, because the Thule Island, where the weather people were supposed to be looking, were all, somehow or another were also doing digging. And maybe they were after this. Maybe they knew it was there. I don't know. 
But that's what the war was about. They didn't want, the, the Argentinians didn't want the British to take it, and the British said, hell no, you're not big enough to stop us. So they did. They took some of this deep water, got it up from below uh, the, in the ocean, and sent it to London. And this is what we were following, was this weird story about uh, Marconi, the Marconi Electronics uh, Company in Britain, had a, a whole num- lot of people, jeez, I don't remember the number now, but I think it was in its 20s, you know, people who had committed suicide in very weird ways. I mean, I don't even want to get into the descriptions of how they committed suicide. It, they were as b- bizarre as could be. And... It turns out that they had gone out and solicited young people who young people were more technically educated than older scientists, so they were after the young people, and they were more naive, um, and brought them in to try to study this black goo. And what would happen is that the black goo would take them over. And it was almost like the way that I felt about it when we were looking at it and we were looking at you know and this guy got killed this way I mean it was just like crazy stuff but that's how we ended up with with Harold was was over this black goo concept and so so there is a a distinction you have to make in the case of Marconi the black goo that was involved there that was the earth's black goo and the reason these people committed suicide in the weirdest ways is because the planet was defending itself, protecting itself, because it wasn't allowing them to use it to do harm or to or to weaponize it. So that's a that's a, the extinction we need to make that they were involved with the Earth's black goo. Now the Nazis, they, well, that was well, that was a whole different story. They were involved in the alien black goo because the alien black goo is highly destructive, and it's is all about mind control. I don't think I understood that at the time. Maybe I did and have forgotten, but I I, I realized you're right about that. Um, well, in in the Nazi situation, they were taking and. It wasn't oil; it was shale. It had tr- it was it turned into shale from the heating of the meteorite and everything else. This is my understanding, and they were using uh, carving it into to daggers and making all sorts of different knickknacks that were used by the secret uh, the SS of the Nazi regime. And so, yes, it's exactly like Walt is explaining. They were under con- the control of this other consciousness that could control them. I'm not even sure. I mean, the energy, I guess, because what happened to Harold is that this guy opens up the trunk and he's showing them some of this shale stuff and explaining what I'm trying to explain to you now. And Harold realized after that that for somehow, some way, he was not the same person. He said, I'm a very loving, caring person. And he said, I was having vile thoughts. He almost ended up killing somebody because of something stupid. But at at least he knew that something had gone wrong with him. 
and it happened associated with this black goo. So he went to his team of scientists and said, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. And so they began to find a way to eradicate the essence of the black goo in Harold and, and save him, save his soul, basically. And so, for, and then Harold, after, after he, he went on a lot of shows, or a number of shows, and then he uh, sort of went quiet for a long time. And then he started coming back uh, about a year and a half ago, two years maybe, about a year and a half ago, I think, and um, giving some updates. But this this concept of the black goo and, and what it is, in when the Deep Horizon event happened, there was, and this is this is where you get the the universe is just so funny because sometimes it gives you information and you're going like, oh that's preposterous. If you wrote it in a sci-fi novel, they wouldn't believe you. And it, oh, you're making that that can't happen. But what happened was that in the middle of the uh, Deep Horizon situation, it already occurred. The explosion had already occurred. This guy in France all of a sudden starts hearing his his girlfriend's computer making like warning sounds. So he goes over and he's looking at it, and the thing starts to spiel out uh, like notification that there's something very bad in the world, and blah 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 blah. And the story that and he put he posted the kid posted it on Facebook was how anybody found out about this. Ah, this just happened, you know, and and what it was saying, it, she apparently was working for the intelligence of the uh, France, and this was a way that if something was going really wrong, that people would be called back to work, so to speak. You know, look at you got to look at this right now, blah 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 blah. And uh, what 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 had happened is that apparently when they were drilling down, they were after. Guy is black goo. That that oil was her black goo. And at the time that we were looking at this, I felt like it's almost like the lymphatic system of the planet. And you know, they're they're trying to tap into this thing. But because it's black goo, everybody wanted it. So they almost came to war. They said that they had France was there. One of their submarines was there. The Russians were there. Of course, the Americans were there. Um, who else was it? There was somebody else in there. Probably China. I don't remember it coming up, but it very might might could have been, or Russia. Well, I said Russia. Um, so they were all trying to capture the black goo, but not in the sense of the oil that supposedly the Deep Horizon was after. And how they knew that they had hit the black goo or any of this, I don't know. It's like I'm telling you. It's just a story that somebody posted on Facebook. But it was so fascinating. And that's when we... The thing is, it's kind of, well, unless they have some super sophisticated technology to do it, but the black goo, whether it's the alien one or Earth's black goo, it's so knowledgeable and so conscious and so powerful how do they expect to capture it and get away from it? I mean, uh, what they what the Marconi people had was just a little bit of the Earth's black goo, and they all committed suicide. If they if they found uh, a 
if they came across a, a huge load of Earth's black goo, it's not going to let itself be manipulated and controlled. Expect that some things are going to go wrong. I, I don't know how they think that they can know more than a, a planet can know. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. If it, I don't know if that's what you refer to as hu- hubris, human hubris. <laughs> arrogance and and feeling that oh you know better than anybody but how do you expect to um, know more than a planet that's millions of years older than you are uh, I, don't, I don't know I, I don't know I doubt that the people on the ground understood the sentience and the danger of a sentience being involved with it but you remember that the French because this kid was reading this these e- email things but the French had a, a submarine there that was trying to use, you know, an external arm to catch the oil, and it got on the on the on the metal of the sub, and it started to deteriorate the sub. The sub was in distress, so they had to call in for the surface uh, French ship from the surface to immediately get there so that they could release this package of this black goo to the surface. And try to get save themselves and get out of there. We don't know if they did because we never heard the end of the story because he, the email stopped coming through or notifications. That was so. Um, I don't know that they understood, especially the people on the ships trying to do this. You know, they would have been told, "Hey, go get some of this stuff," <laughs> right? Yeah. Only they only know anything that on a need to know basis. Yep. You only need to know this much, this little tiny dot that I'm going to give you. So how can, how can you defend yourself if you don't even know what you're dealing with? Well, and according to, to um, Harold, along with this black goo came a, a de- demagogue, demo, what was it, demagogue? It's not demagogue. Dem- oh. oh, you mean the, the demiurge? Yes. Yeah, do you remember that story? Yeah, that's that's what happens with uh, that's what happened with the alien black goo. He, he, what he said is that he says that the the story that we hear of the demiurge is because of this presence of this alien black goo. That's what he the, so so the the story of the demiurge as is known in history the mythology of the demiurge and what it is and its involvement is because of the presence of the alien black goo. And in, in, in a sense, it's, it's true to life in the sense that it it represents, it's like a false god. And it and it and and that's what it is because it's not the, the real black goo of the planetary black goo, it's alien black goo. So it's only, it only makes sense that it's, it's, Fake, or it's 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 your your fake deity passing itself off, and because people are always so hungry for power, you come across this substance that promises you everything that you can you can imagine. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to worship it. This is my new god. He's promised me all the all the wealth and all the women in the world. <laughs> And, and and all you are without you knowing and you're just a servant of this of this alien AI or not not AI because it's not 
it's not unnatural. It is natural. It just so happened that it's destructive and it and it doesn't belong here. It's now, what, what do you dead. what do you know is what's the definition of demu demu? What that word? The D word. Uh, I'll look it up. Demi urge. I mean, what do you know of the stories? What is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be some kind of a. It comes from Greek mythology. Hold on, let me bring up Wikipedia. It'll be be faster. So, the, the, this consciousness, what I'm seeing happening is okay. So you got the planet explodes, but you've got the black goo that's sort of the sentient being, and you can he. When you listen to Harold, he can give you the science behind how this black goo starts manifestation of a planet. He's, it's really heavy, heavy science. Um, but there is an explanation as to how this all could happen. But okay. There, go ahead. Let me know when you when you want me to read it. Well, I just want to finish with, with his thought that along yeah. with the black goo came the consciousness of what you're about to read. Okay, this is, comes from the ancient Greek. Uh, in the Platonic, Neo-Pythagorean, Middle Platonic, and Neoplatonic schools of philosophy, the Demiurge is an artisan-like figure responsible for fashioning and maintaining the physical universe. The Gnostics adopted the term Demiurge. Although a, fas- a fashioner, the Demiurge is not necessarily the same as the creator figure in the monotheistic sense, because the Demiurge itself and the material from which the Demiurge fashions the universe are both considered to be consequences of something else. Depending on the system, they may be considered to be either uncreated and eternal or the product or some other entity. The word Demiurge is an English word derived from Demiurgus, a Latinous form of the Greek or Demiurgus. It was an, originally a common noun meaning craftsman or artisan, but gradually came to mean producer and eventually creator. The philosophical usage on the proper noun derived from Plato's Timaeus, re- written in 360 BC, where the Demiurge is presented as the creator of the universe. The Demiurge is also described as the creator in the Platonic, Middle Platonic and philosophical traditions. In the various branches of the Neoplatonic school, 3rd century onwards, the Demiurge is the fashioner of the real perceptible world after the model of the ideas. But in most Neoplatonic systems, it is still not itself the one. In the arch-dualist ideology of the various Gnostic systems, the material universe is evil, while the non-material world is good, according to some strains of Gnosticism. The Demiurge is malevolent, as it is linked to the material world and others, including the the teaching of Valentinus. The Demiurge is simply ignorant or misguided. So, if if you get if you look behind the veil of all this cultural, because this this whole thing is is, is hidden behind uh, this whole cultural construct, correct? If you 
see it purely as what it is, the uh, the black goo of another world, it would make perfect sense that you would uh, assign the the value that the material world is evil, where the 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 good goo world is the world the the non-material world, is because you it's the interpretation because these people are perceiving this uh, malevolent intelligence and well not only perceiving it but you can also touch it because it's it's alien black goo and they're uh, saying oh the the other invisible god the one that we can't see or touch you know that's that's the good one but this one's really evil <laughs> it would make sense that it would I mean, not not being able to identify what's in front of you, what are you going to do? Well, this is the way we're, we're going to. This is the the way we're going to fit this piece of the puzzle into our reality. There is something. It is super intelligent. It's super powerful. The way it can influence and control people, and it's malevolent. So it's obviously not not the main creator, but it, it's a form of a creator. Or like here, the it's the translation of the word producer, and eventually it became the word uh, creator. It would make sense that they would they would create this concept, that this description of the encounters of this with this alien black goo, because it's been on the planet for a minute, for a very long time, and it didn't just fall in, from space yesterday. And we have a question regarding the um, the stone in Mecca, in the building. Oh, you remember that? I mean, it's it's a, it's yeah, a black meteorite stone that so, supposedly Abraham, believe yeah Abraham, um, found in the desert and used it as the cornerstone in building that Kaaba, the the square building that sits in the middle yeah, of this of the Kaaba. Kaaba. Mm-hmm. So, what we're, what we're what we're bringing out here, I think, is that for 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 years, I would look at different evil things. You know what human beings can do to human beings. I mean, I can't understand, you know, kicking a dog. I mean, I just think that that's just like, how could you possibly do this? You know, I mean, it's just like that's where it starts with me. All the way up to how can you sacrifice children? You know, this is just like I don't want to know this stuff. I don't want it to be part of my reality. You know, and it made me feel like, what's the point of keeping human beings around? Because as much good as humanity can do, the evil is just like stunning. And once we began to go into this concept of AI. And uh, the black goo, alien black goo that could be bad stuff. It started, in the reptilians, it started a, 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 like a cascade in my mind that, no, humanity is okay. It's the fact that some of humanity is being manipulated to do these awful things. And so now, from that standpoint, I could go, okay, all right, so humanity's is a victim in this this awfulness. They're taken over somehow, something happens to them, and they do these terrible things. So now I can fight for all of humanity because I want those people freed, you know? 
And so then we go on for a few more years and stuff. And I start to think about this concept of, of God and the devil making a bet. And God to me, a source God, is like... The source God is the sum of all of life, all of at least human life, and probably these other guys too. But the source God is fundamentally giving pieces of itself in order to experience life in the form of us. And I'm not saying that the the devil itself was supposedly created by source God. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to do that. But the artificial intelligence thing, this concept that artificial intelligence does not need that special thing that human beings have, you know, the heart-love connection. And so now I look at it and I say, yeah, it's a war between good and evil, a war between God and, and this devil, whoever this devil is, however personified it is, maybe in the black goo. But we have to come to uh, grips with the fact that this is not just humanity fighting some kind of a cabal, fighting uh, you know evil in the form of the Chinese or the Russians, if you want the Russians, um, or the Democrats versus the Republicans or any of that. It's none of that is the the real problem. The real problem is the difference between what works for everybody and what doesn't work for everybody. And we have to choose the light. And I, I was really, I always like to listen to Anelia because she does go towards a more positive view of everything. It's almost like, yeah, we got this. Everything's going to be all right, but let's look at what's happening right now because it looks really bad. But let me tell you what's happening. <laughs> you know, this type of thing. And the idea that, now, what she was postulating is what, again, I want you to repeat what you remember or what your interpretation is of her message. You want, if you want, I can do better. I can read it. Yeah, read it it's again. Not that... In the past two weeks, I've had several individuals tell me that they are feeling super sleepy during the day. They particularly stuck to the pillows in the morning, uh, feeling that they can sleep all day away. I got a few days of it myself, and so did Larry. Seeing as it was no longer one or two people, I decided to take a look and see what was going on on the planet, and in particular in high-frequency people, causing this sleepiness. After struggling to keep my eyes open while following the sleepy line, I found it. It's a big relax feeling both in our, on our physical body elemental and our souls, which is the result of millions of low-frequency people disconnecting from our larger collective, complements of their COVID RNA vaccine, and millions of light beings being born on Earth right now. These two elements combined has raised the frequency of our Earth collective several levels. This is is felt by our physical body elementals, and boom, they relax and can now sleep. If you are not feeling the big relax, use the fear processing exercise and search for the for a fear of relaxing. You can also do the statement, in this moment, in time and space, 
My physical body and I are completely and utterly safe. That uh, I'm, I'm, I need to. I want to pause and say, at, um, insert here um, my own personal uh, statement on this. Prior to this feeling of wanting to sleep, it's a rest. One of the I have to say to me, it is a restful sleep. Because prior to this, you know, prior to me having this attack and ending up in the hospital, you would go to sleep, but you wouldn't you wouldn't particularly uh, rest. Because it, one way, one of the reasons I would sleep was to hide, uh, to to kind of uh, take a take a break from everything, because everything around me was like. Um, how can I say? It? Not not fear, but uh, a fear of restlessness. Like something's going on that's not right. Like at any moment, something is going to happen, and it, it, you know, a feeling of this disquietness. But now it feels different. It feels like you can relax. So now you get to sleep and you get to rest. I mean, this is my own personal experience. I'm not saying it's the same for everyone. So that's I was reminded of that when I when I read this statement in quotes in this moment in time and space my physical body and I are completely and utterly safe. Say this statement out loud, or you can think if the situation is not appropriate and do it several times a day for the next month. If you are feeling the big relax, then sleep. Go to bed earlier and try to sleep in as much as you can during the week. Take a nap during the day too, if you are able to. Relax. Put your feet on Gaia. Go for walks among the trees and enjoy Earth, your, tri- your tribes, and your good works. Big hugs in Elia. Uh, so I, I don't know if you experienced that, but uh, prior to this, there was always like a, a sort of disquiet in the background. Yes, I'm sitting down. Yes, I'm... I'm watching a, 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 an entertaining movie, but there's something in the background. It's like, what is going to happen? It's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if you, if you had this no, experience. I, well, <clears throat> what I realized is that I don't have the angst. I call it angst. Ah, that's a very good way of putting it. Thank you. Okay. Um, I, I, I actually... I had realized that I wasn't feeling it. But it how to explain it? It was like a feeling that I've had before, like in the nineties. Okay? Where you you woke up in the morning, you said, Oh you know, you were like, Okay, what are we gonna do today? And you were excited about the day and what you were gonna do because it was all very magical on the timeline that I was on then. And you never worried about anything because you knew that you were somebody had your back whoever you wanted to think about it. If somebody had your back, if you needed something, you would get that. And it, I never remember ever having angst in the, in, in, on that timeline. But then I get to this timeline, a screwy one, <clears throat> and yeah, over the years, <clears throat> the angst has been like, you go, to, you go to sleep at night and you're trying to shut down, you know, your mind because... 
weird thoughts would come through. And I know that a lot of what we were encountering initially when I got here was electromagnetic crap happening with our psyche. And then we had the dream cities. They take you to a dream city and put you through hell all night long. And so you get back to your wake up in the morning and go like, I feel like I, 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 I've been up all night. Well, you had been up all night. They never let you get to that deep REM sleep type of thing. And um, so, but now it's like, yeah, I go to sleep. Well, I go to sleep. I just lay down and I go to sleep. I don't have any of that in my head. And when I wake up in the morning, it, I go from sleeping to awake. Now, there are days where I'm going like, okay, I just don't want to get up yet and I'll go back to sleep. But it, at that point where, you know, I'm getting up, I'm getting up because, okay, I'm, I, I want to get going with the day. So, yeah, I absolutely feel that she's telling the truth. And the, the, the stuff with the stuff in the day, I've been doing naps all my life, but this has been different. This has been like, I can, I can work through this. No, you can't. Oh, my God, i got to lay down. You know, oh, jeez. You know, and you lay down and you go whack right out. It's not like you're laying there thinking, oh, yeah, this feels good. You know, it's like you're falling asleep as you hit the couch. And then when you wake up, you feel droggy. You know, like, whoa, let me get awake here, you know. So, um but then after that passes, I'm good till 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll have another downtime around 10 o'clock. When other people are going, to, getting tired and stuff, you know, I'll like, oh, yeah, I got to I gotta stay awake. I got to get at least past 11 o'clock, you know. And then by 11 o'clock, I'm like, 3 o'clock is, uh, you know, and then I go to bed because I know I need to go to bed. Not so much because I feel like I'm sleepy. So it's very interesting. And she says it's because, well, you know, this would be, this would be very ironic. And uh, that they designed this vaccination. Now, again, they're telling us, they're telling us what they're doing. They're talking about a virus. Yeah, they're delivering the virus. They're screwing with your own internal biological DNA system. So... You take this shot, you're 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 putting yourself into something that is not exactly. Maybe it's transhumanism at that point. Maybe that's the first thing. We'll give them these shots. We'll get them, you know, started. Control. Um. And then they'd be able to control all of us. But what's happening is that they're killing off so many people that the rest of us are waking up faster. So if, and I know that people, somebody, uh, maybe Hope, I think, posted in the chat earlier about how many people are dying after they get the shot. And uh, Larry King died, you know, what was it, within two weeks of getting the shot. Uh, one of the uh, very famous, um, I can't think of his name, but he's a baseball player, died after getting the shot. Oh, he died. You know, well, did he get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people, the family... And they find it... And they find it perfectly natural. I know. But not the, fa- <clears throat> not the families. The reason that we know about this is because family members said he had gotten that shot before he died. It wasn't the doctor saying, well, you know, uh, he, and he shouldn't have died because uh, he had gotten the COVID shot, and so now we can't put him on the COVID kill thing. 
Yeah, well, the shot killed him. You know, and for those people out there that are going to confront, you know, family members and friends that are getting these shots, I know you're all freaked out. But I believe that there's something that can be done about this. I think it can be done certainly from the metaphysical spiritual side, especially if we're all waking up faster and faster. And manifestation is faster and faster. Certainly we can, you know, do it from that standpoint. But I do believe that there's another way of reversing it. If you can do it, you can you can reverse it, in my opinion. Techno technological. Um, but I, I would certainly never get that thing. I don't care what they threaten me with. Oh, mm -mm, not going to do that. I don't put anything in my body that I have any question about. I mean, the most powerful drug is, is aspirin, pharmaceutical drug, aspirin. Because I don't know what they're doing with all these drugs. You know, I would probably I'll smoke anything that's natural. Not really, but mostly, you know. But it's those pharmaceuticals, when they start to do this stuff, you got to ask yourself, why? We know that we can cure each other energetically. Why do we need these drugs? Because they control us. Because they get the money from it. It's not to their benefit. So we've just got to, as light workers, we got to, you know, work harder to keep ourselves into a, a very positive uh, state of, of mind and yes I do think the energies have changed to a degree that it's easier for, for, for me anyway uh, so what else Walt we've got about 12 minutes oh so this so this is the uh, what do you call it <laughs> the what this is the part of the show where we have to fill up, we think of uh, fillers. <laughs> yeah, this is where we fill. <clears throat> I actually did have something else that I was thinking about, but I don't remember exactly what it is. As far as what's happening out there in the weird world <laughs> of current events, I, <clears throat> I don't know what's happening. Have you heard anything interesting? Oh, I got to tell you, though, this was, uh, if you haven't seen this, this is so funny. Go over to uh, simonparks.org. Yeah, .org. And go to the blog, and I think it's about two or three days ago now. They're, you know, they, 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 they're firmly convinced that Biden is not in the White House, that he is doing these staged uh, televised events from Castle Rock, production company in California. Yeah, I saw a picture of the of the Oval Office and Nancy Pelosi's there. Yes. And in the background, do you see where two walls meet? There's a little bit of a, of a gap. Yes. So I'm, I'm thinking, oh, this is so this is so sloppy. <laughs> well, it's like the set is falling apart, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then the next day, he comes back with another one, and somebody has taken this and made a meme, meme out of it. And when you see the picture, it's like the same picture, but if you look closely, the where the crack is in the wall, you'll see some fingers. And then the door opens, and Trump is standing there, and he starts dancing to, you know... Uh, uh, what do they call it? YMCA song and he's dance I mean, it's hysterical hysterical <laughs> so. 
it's, <laughs> you know, you got to have a sense of humor. Humor is therapeutic. Um, but there was is this. Is that the one that said, that says, for those of you wondering, 13 hours ago? Is that it? I don't remember really, but I mean, you see. Uh, it, you see, it's it's uh, Trump, and there's, behind him there's a screen, and there's some people sitting, standing in the background. No, that I one don't I don't know. That's not the one. This is the same picture, but instead there's these fingers, and then it opens up. It's a door. It's a secret door, and behind it is Trump dancing the YMCA thing. That's probably before that one you're just discussing. Oh. But, yeah. It, it just it cracked me up. Um, but there was this really interesting... Because, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, you could be taking the tunnels... You know, if the tunnels weren't destroyed, you, you, they do. Have, they have the ability to go from, I think it's a 20-minute trip from D.C. to to California on these underground uh, trains that are, uh, how, what's, what's propelling them? Is it anti-gravitational? or I don't know, but they go like a like bat. I thought hell. they were like magnetic field. Uh, Something. Were, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, or maybe I didn't know because they wouldn't release that except to say it happens. Um, so, yeah, you could be going back and forth from California and then showing up, you know, from time to time in, in D.C. area easily. Um, but the concept that they know where, they, where they're actually filming this and, you know, it's just like, I don't know, why do you know this? Well, then this one guy got really kind of intrigued in the whole thing. And so he basically went down to the where this all is, you know, and films of it and and was able to show where on the on the uh, campus of this this castle rock that the room is in the building and where it's actually being filmed. And I have to tell you, it sure looked like that to me because he's, he's analyzing the outside and what you can perceive from the inside of that room and all those videos they've got out now. And um, it sure looked like it. You know. The, well, it makes perfect sense. If, if, if there's a place where you want to make an artificial city, it'll be in Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I don't know how much of this is real or not. I think that they started the impeachment today. I read the um, the the uh, Trump released uh, a, the the what the what the lawyers were going to present to the Senate, and it basically says first off you don't you don't have a constitutional right to be doing this at all. Second of all, you've got uh, a situation where even if the president you're going after the president for inciting a riot, but he didn't try to incite a riot. He was exercising his First Amendment rights, and it goes on for quite a bit and blows every, you know everything that they they even took on the uh, the some 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 lawyers, constitutional lawyers, are saying, well, you know, back in such and such a time, they they did um, uh, impeach somebody that had already left office, <clears throat> and they they shot that down even before it was presented as a, as an option to their story. So um, that, but because he published that, I'm wondering, and they're trying to get it kicked out. For all I know, the thing got kicked out this morning. I don't know, but one of the things that that I would like to see is that they present the information that um, Mr. My Pillow, 
put out is a video, a two-hour video. It's called Absolute Proof. And on Saturday, um, I talked about it, myself and Dolly. Uh, Jan Shaw also talked about it. But I went into it a little deeper because I had taken pictures off of the video to be able to show. And what it shows is that they've got... I don't know if you saw this information, Walt, but they've got like a, okay, a page. And across the page is a line. And what the line is representing is this. The IP address, which is the computer's address, every computer has an address, that sends a signal back to America to an IP address, a voting machine. It tells if it was successful... How they breached it was it? Did they have the certificates to be able to get in there, or did they breach a firewall, or was it both situations occurring? Whether or not it was successful, I think I said that. And how many votes were changed, and they were all changes to Trump's votes. And they have okay one line. That one line is one intrusion. There's 45 of these lines on a page, and they have a 1,000 pages, 45,000 intrusions the night of the election documented. And Mr. Pillow put that out there. I mean, it's a phenomenal, if you have not seen it, and it's, it was taken down off of YouTube and Vimeo within minutes of going up. It is on Rumble. Um, and... and Actually, I didn't put the I put the say what and Jan Shaw on Rumble because I was sure that they'd be taken off of YouTube because we were discussing this very thing. It is absolutely astounding to see the depth of proof that they have, and the proof has never been presented in a court of law. Now there are certain cases that are still ongoing. Everybody thinks that it's all over. Well, no, there are certain things that are are still ongoing. But the um, it would be just so, you know, gotcha again that they would try to pull off this this crazy. I mean, nobody that you listen to really thinks. Well, a few of them think that this is we need to do this because we can't let somebody incite this. I mean, they're they're really sick in the brain. They don't know what really happened, and you got some of those people out there, but the vast majority of them, they're setting up this impeachment. The guy's not even in the president anymore. Why are you doing this? What's what's in your head? You know? Somebody put a, made a post on, on Facebook uh, claiming that the reason Nancy Pelosi is still uh, after that impeachment is because he's still president. He says that's proof positive that he's still president and that Biden is nothing. He's just a figurehead. Well, things. what I'm trying to say here is that things are still happening out there. Um, what do you think? Is there, is there any truth to what Charlie Ward says? That for him to leave, he, needed, he says he needed to leave as president of the... Uh, of the corporation. He needed to leave it so that he could come back as president of the Republic, as the 19th president. So it says in order to do that, he has to leave for 120 days. And according to him, some date in March is 120 On days that he left. So. Well, I, yeah, I, I heard that was Dolly. It, all that was Dolly. 
She, oh, okay. she she woke up in the hospital and she starts messaging me. She doesn't even know what time it is. She doesn't know where Ned is, you know. And it's like, Dolly, I'm on the radio. You know, <laughs> <laughs> here she says, "No, it's it." Okay, so Russell's there with her. Okay, good. Um, what did you? Add? Oh, yes. Okay, so yes, it makes sense. I, I Simon kind of said the same thing. I think was that. You have a situation where it would, you know, if they don't do it slowly and carefully, they're going to freak so many people out and they'll go down in history as a potential violent, aggressive takeover. This could just be BS, but they're trying to, they're trying to do it as smoothly as they can. And the military is in the same position. No, we don't want to be, you know, insurrection and, and taking over and military coup, coup d'etat, you know. No, we don't want to do any of this. We want some judge to say, and they said that even in a lower court, some judge to say, yeah, it looks like the election was stolen, so that they can use that as being called in to make things right. So I don't know. I really don't know. I think it started over the Mike Flynn uh, interview that they had. Um, with uh, Doug Billings from Right Side Radio. Because the general said, no, there is no plan, and no, the military has not taken over, and no, the president did not sign an insurrection act. Um, but then Billings said to him, uh, well, I guess the bet that I made with somebody, friend of his, uh, which is a bottle of wine, maybe I should give him the bottle of the wine. And then... Flynn, you know, hesitated a bit, and he said, maybe you don't want to give that bottle of wine up yet. <laughs> so, I mean, he can't say too much, but, yeah. Say goodnight, Walt. We're out of here. we got to leave Good the night, field. Nancy. Good night, everybody in Radioland. Have a good night. And I am so grateful that you all are been here with us, and... Um, I'll tell Dolly that y'all say hi <laughs> because well, let's see what she's doing. Anyway, I don't know what time it is. This station gives me one time on the countdown, and then I look at the clock, and it's you know, so I, it, it's crazy. I'm just gonna say good night, be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, about Radio Five G, I think. I think we're gonna do a show. And thank you, thank you, thank you, my friend Walter Silva. NewParadigmTools.net Teaching Preaching The unknown 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 You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show Produced by Cosmic Reality Radio Thank you for listening Choose your heart as a fire.